0: On today's episode of 4AM Motivations, we have our second guest on the show named David Campbell, a yoga teacher who has been practicing for 10 years and will join us as we weigh in on the power of consistency. He'll elaborate on the benefits of yoga, both physical and mental, what yoga has done for his life, and some tips on how to conquer yourself consistently for this 30-day challenge. And... In today's episode, you'll see that we've had some audio difficulties. It wasn't until after the interview that we realized that only David's microphone was working. You gotta love the adventure of technology. However, we do believe after some post editing that you'll still be able to receive all the benefits and tips from David and myself that we intended for. We hope you enjoy. Good morning. I am Chris Mazzara, and this is 4 a.m. Motivations, a podcast that is completely dedicated to your growth. Now, it is currently 4.03 in the morning. and Again, if you're not aware, we not only call this 4 a.m. Motivations, but we film at 4 a.m. And sometimes we're even lucky enough to get a guest to join us on this crazy venture. (laughs) Uh, But before we get into our guest, we've been continuing on a series called The Power of Consistency. How to conquer yourself consistently, especially forming a new habit or a new action and integrating it into your life. And we're very blessed because today we actually have a guest who's going to be joining and weighing in on the discussion of how you can start integrating more into your life. So I'm sitting here with David. David is a local yoga educator having 500 hours of experience of actually teaching and practicing yoga. So I think we're about to take a whole lot from his mindset and his practice So we're grateful that that you're here. Well, the good thing about this podcast is that it draws a certain crowd, right? If we're going to have a guest, it's usually somebody that defines excellence and not only defines excellence, but lives out and understands a morning routine and understands routines across our life. So especially as we've been diving deeper on this idea of consistency, uh, I think a very practical, very easy opener is this idea of your routine. You know, what is a, a morning or evening routine kind of that fundamental, or these fundamentals of what your life consists of?
1: I mean, I'll just kind of walk you through my day, really, because my routine, morning routine, it's a little less than my evening routine, because my morning routine, I start teaching at 6 a.m., so I'm up around 4.30, but I don't really do a lot in the morning. I don't have a lot of time before I just go. So after I teach class, I'm usually done midday. I'll take a nap, something like that. Then I try to do something outside. Just a little bit. Just to get out of the house, out of the setting of phone, Mm -hmm. TV. I like to cook. I'll come home and I'll make food. I usually go to bed pretty early, though. So I stop watching TV. I try not to to get into any habits. I don't drink. I used to Mm -hmm. quite a bit. That mindless habit that we don't even think about. Not necessarily just drinking. Just any mindless habits that we have that we overlook. Yeah can become such a detriment to our consistency, to our pattern of growth, because we allow them and accept them as our norms and don't even think about them anymore. They become part of us, part of our routine. So becoming aware of those little things is what's really important, especially right before bed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually what we covered uh, on our last series was this understanding of the connection between the evenings and the morning. Right. People think their morning routine starts in the morning.
1: And that's why I was going into it like that, because my night routine is a little more intentional. Mm -hmm. I have more intention behind the way that I'm setting up for the next day.
0: Um, So, again, when we were talking about the physical benefits and what it is that happens when you're in this meditative breathwork-like state for an hour, stretching and increasing mobility of the body... You said it slows down the central the service,
1: the central nervous system. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so yeah. So ultimately, what is what is happening there for us to feel so damn good?
1: Well, combining the breath work with movement, uh, when you're just like if you were to go on a run and you finally get into your rhythm, yeah. your breath work has tapped you into your parasympathetic system, and now you've found this meditation and motion almost even though you're running and you're physically exerting yourself you can go and you end up feeling really good afterwards this zen-like state because of the body not necessarily slowing down but your internal system slowing down it's almost like you've slowed down time and i always say that it if you can slow down your breath you give yourself a chance allows you to choose a response From the stimulus that the world is throwing at you to a better choice for how you want to move forward or execute the next step. So you end up finding more resolve. Essentially, you find more of you in that because you've gained your power or or what you're looking to access from within you in that moment. Your strength, your calm, your peace in that second. And that's more powerful than anything else that you could ever do for consistency yeah. and growth yeah. and manifestation for the things and the goals that you want in your life.
0: <laughs> that takes me to exactly kind of the thought that I've always contemplated on, right? So there's usually this decision when we're facing growth. We face something difficult. We've been wanting to do something or we've been doing something, and we face that difficult moment. And in that moment, when we don't have a developed resolve within us we turn around and then we'll go start something else. Correct. So what i notice is you're finding that same ability through yoga. Exactly. Me personally, I could rather lift weights for three hours than go through a deep, deep stretch because it is truly hard and truly uncomfortable. However, what I find is the relaxation, the growth that I'm seeking is always on the other side of making peace with that difficulty of stretching and sitting in that discomfort. Yeah. So what, what is your take, your understanding of, okay, through yoga, and the true thing is making peace with discomfort, mm-hmm. right? So what is your understanding on that moment right there in terms of what yoga is teaching us of embracing difficulty?
1: Well, you really learn that it's all only you that has to deal with this, regardless of your support system or what you've got out there that makes it easier. Yes, absolutely. Your friends, your family, all of that stuff. But yeah. on your mat when you're confronted with the discomfort because I don't like to say pain because there's a difference between discomfort and pain in yoga physical practice as well and we're not looking for pain (laughs) we're looking to access parts of our body to release emotion because we store emotion in our physical body but as soon as you guys move or stretch and you go oh You're in that one pose and it feels good. It's not a bad, it's a good, it's a release. That's your emotion that you've stored in your hip or in your neck or in your shoulders. And then you realize your stance when you're in those states like anger. When I'm angry, Mm -hmm. my head goes forward, my forward neck posture. And then the next thing I know the next day, my neck is hurting. Why? Why? Because I just stored a bunch of anger in my neck. So what I like about the yoga practice is when you're sitting and feeling those things, like you might not consciously realize, oh, it's because I was mad yesterday and it happened and I stored it right here in my hip. But what you do get to learn is you're on the four corners of your mat. You're not having a dialogue with me. It's not a back and forth conversation at all. Except for with you. There's 100% back and forth inside. That's all that's going on on your four corners of your mat. You don't have anywhere to run. So I love it when it gets hard physically challenging and people are trying so hard to make it work and fit and then all of a sudden they're like ah, 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 and you feel that energy next to you as you're practicing you've had those people in class you might have been that person I, 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 yourself I said, yeah. i've been that person myself in class you know i think, so you touched on something quite important right so something that
0: i Especially with my difficult things. So I, I I conquer it pretty well, my self-talk, and just about most things throughout my life. One thing that I don't conquer very well is my self-talk during hot yoga. Hot yoga is one of the more difficult things for me personally. And it's usually because I'm so sore from lifting weights sure. that it's like really hard for me. However, the self-talk is what I'm always understanding because I I like when you bring us through class and you take that moment and say, what are you saying to yourself right now? Right. You know, monitor those words, monitor those thoughts. And, and in that moment, it's like, all right, I've been beating myself up for about 40 minutes, but now let me go and clear these thoughts present right now. And it's an important thing. And I I know how that translates through life, the importance Mm -hmm. of facing difficulty and conquering that Mm self-talk. Where do you see that importance of within yoga, within life, that importance of self-talk, And how it helps you persist through.
1: So what we repeat, what we feel, and what we think, all comes back to you. So what you love, what you hate, and what you worry about, all comes back. So that's why you find all those things back in your life. The things that you love, the things that you hate, the things that you worry about. They're always there. The cool thing about it is you can always change your mind. And in three days, you can change your perception of it. So while you're hearing yourself say all those things, just first of all, become aware of it. And that's the best thing that yoga and the fit, that practice of that helps you with. Yeah. It makes you aware of that because you're, again, you're only on your mat. You're only with your thoughts. And I might bring some of that out and the movement brings some of that out. The physical challenge brings some of that out. But. Where you go with how you repeat, how you think, how you feel, you can just switch it. Right. Once you become aware of it. Right. But it's really becoming aware of these mindless little thoughts. Yep. Mindless little habits to then really switch it. Yeah. And it'll take three days.
0: Yeah, I mean so they call this through meditation. Meditation is the power of knowing. So when our thoughts start to wander into the negative, wander away from the present moment, we note them, and we come yes. back to the present moment. So I, I think that's probably, especially time during times of duress, mm-hmm. when your body and your mind are being challenged mm-hmm. and forcing you to expand, it's how often can you
1: note those thoughts? How often can you catch those thoughts? That I, I, wander exactly. And, and that is, that's, pro- that's the hardest part. It really is the hardest part. And it'll
0: change your life once you conquer it.
1: Yes. And you, yeah, conquer is maybe not necessarily right. the right word. I don't know if that's a conquerable thing for anybody, Absolutely. Absolutely. because once you once you've got it, you've quote unquote leveled up, right. meeting a whole new set of problems. Yep.
0: The, the next level of resistance. You
1: know, exactly. Exactly. Beautiful.
0: So one thing that I uh, one thing that I really I admire about you is your level of intentionality with every class. So thank you. Something that I would deem as repetitive. Now, although you teach the same classes, it's the same base foundation. Right. However, you modify it, right, 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 and and you make you make slight changes to to make it more variety, or however, whatever your reasoning for it is. But I, I really do admire how intentional you are with every class. It it's you're treating it as if this is the first class, this yep. is the only class, and there's something very special about that because a lot of people get caught in the monotony. They get caught through. Um, I'm just showing up every day. I'm in the same patterns, the same routines of life. i show up to the same job and they lose the gratitude. They lose the presence. They lose the, the, the specialness of what every day brings. What is it about you? What is it that you've tapped into this, this level of gratitude or presence that allows you to bring such an intentionality Hmm. to every class, even though it would seem repetitive.
1: Wow. That's a great question. So my like I've, I said at the beginning, my routine is different now than what it used to be in the past. My morning routine, I used to go to yoga every morning to find my intention and become intentional every day. And it was through that routine that helped me set up that balance, to be honest. And once I was taking yoga so much and I found all of the benefits internally, physically, um, that's what I wanted to teach. And then once I started teaching, that changed my routine quite a bit. I can't take class as much. So now I find all of that that I got physically taking by teaching. Yeah, wow. So the act of service for myself is now through and giving to others. Wow. That's why every class is different. So for me, it... Doesn't become monotonous wow. or boring or anything. It's for me. It's not. It's for you just as much as it's for me. I'm, but but I'm not there for me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Of and course. at the end of it, it became mine and it wow. became what I needed.
0: Wow.
1: Whether I knew it or not.
0: That's very special. Because I go home
1: afterwards. I don't leave happy after yoga every day. After I teach, I come home. And I don't want to say, like, I'm, I'm now I'm grumpy and angry, but what, what happens is I reflect on it. And I'll get from the class, like, maybe I had an intention going in to it that I wanted to discuss all of these ideas and thoughts. And then, like, with audio or anything in life, yeah. we have a, a, a wrench thrown in the plans, you know? And it's... No longer about what I want to talk about. Yeah. So now it's about something else. And I'll find myself frustrated sometimes. Like, oh, I didn't get to say what I wanted to say. It wasn't about that. Yeah. And that's what I end up learning afterwards. So we get stuck so much thinking like our purpose. You know, we have to seek it. We have to find out who we are, what we're here for. And that's a futile search. Yeah. It's such a futile search because when we often find love for ourselves, it's through the validation of others. Mm -hmm. And that's a normal thing too. So I don't want us to go home and like beat ourselves up over being told, Oh, I look good today and feeling good about that. That's a normal thing. Feel great about being told you look great, but we take it to a different level. And then we only say, Oh, well, I felt good. Yeah. So now that's what I'm doing and that's what I'm here for. It's not. Yeah. So you can't seek it because you are it. Wow. That's good. You were your purpose you were born with it, it's you.
0: Yeah.
1: That's it. So through the practice of teaching yoga, I find my intentionality.
0: It's amazing to think that what I, I didn't see that coming, right? So the presence and gratitude—I totally thought your response to that would be very different. And the fact that you tap into it from a level of service, like your intentionality of giving back, I think is why the, the practice seems so heart-led, mm-hmm. and why it seems like, oh wow, he he really cares about my form. Like he, this isn't just a thing. Like he actually cares about what we're doing, how we're doing it, the mm-hmm. excellence of it. And I now I understand, it's not just your love for yoga or your love for excellence, it's your love for people and giving to people. So, I think that's an amazing thing. Truly, honestly, amazing thing. When it comes to yoga, I think maybe just on a practical standpoint, how did you find yoga? What has yoga done for you in your life
1: that's perfect because that's that's what I was going to say. I wish it was super altruistic and I, and I was only doing this because I wanted to give back to people, but yoga saved my life. Wow. And that's why I do it. That's why I care so much about your form. You're going to hurt your ankle. Like, I want you to just be safe. I don't care how deep you go into poses. It's not about that. But what yoga made me learn, and it didn't, it took a long time because when I first started yoga, I practiced with my ego and i was i started yoga because one day i was running on the beach with my brother i've been pretty healthy my entire life i was a gymnast when i was younger a swimmer and then when i became about 28 22 college you know college and then after college Sedentary, pretty sedentary life. Like maybe I, I lived in New York City and, and LA and San Francisco. I walked around a lot. So it's not like I was sitting on my couch, right. but I wasn't active anymore. I didn't have sports six or, or you know, I, I wasn't engaged physically for four to six hours a day like I used to be. Right. So anyways, I was running on the beach with my brother one day. We're playing frisbee and my friends and I were used to, to get a bunch of frisbees together. And it would just be two or three of us, and we'd all be standing in one line. You throw everything at once, and you all have to catch everything oh, at once. Cool. So, once. So it was pretty intense. We just got, got got a little nuts and made up our own stuff. So my brother and I would, would kind of do that, and we we did this this one day. And I don't have asthma. I don't have any problems, but I was running with him. My throat closed up, and I almost passed out.
0: Wow.
1: And I'm in my, my late 20s. So this was uh, a big deal to me physically. And health-wise, and I, and I had an issue with drugs, to be 100% honest. yeah, That was the moment where I was like, you can't do this anymore. You'll die eventually. So I, my roommate was doing yoga, and she was like, come with me. And I was like, okay. And this is now... 20 years ago, I would say early, early 2000s that I tried yoga. My goodness. Powerful. Yeah.
0: Very powerful. So I think some of the, the biggest things you would take with them today is this idea of how it is that we approach difficult emotions. The emotions that... So we, we teach that as well. The brain sends emotional responses to whatever our outside stimulus yeah. is. And those emotional responses are then sent to our body. And if we're not careful, it will then... Influence our our actions from there. Correct. So, if we get an anxious emotion. We're going to then take an action that's anxious or respond anxiously. So, I, I definitely very much appreciate how you have taught us in order to approach emotions, approach these difficult moments, and to either persist and go through them, get to the other side, or understand, process them, and navigate or release them. Yeah. Right through the practice of yoga. So, I think um it's a beautiful thing. I, I'm, I am truly grateful that you're here with us today? And is there one last thing that you may want to give to our viewers, give to our our people in terms of taking with them on their growth journey uh, to help better them in the process? Yes.
1: So we see where we want to go in our growth, and we visualize it. And it's okay to put the blinders on sometimes, but you lose sight of who you are when you do that and then it's you don't feel fulfilled once you get there. So there's an element to growth that you have to stop having silly little love affairs with who you think you should be and fall in love with who you are right now. Good. So you can become and trust that you can become the person you were meant to be.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Truly thank, thank, thank you so much. You're very very
1: welcome. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Um, well, guys, we are concluding on the series of The Power of Consistency. And I hope that you've taken um, what you've needed to today in order to persist and close off these last 10 days, 13 days of of conquering your action consistently. Very much grateful that Dave would, t- would take his morning up to uh, come sit with us today. So uh, we appreciate you all. And until next time, our 4AM family. Hey, everyone. This is Chris Mazzara. Thanks again for joining us at 4AM Motivations. Please subscribe, rate, and share with others who you think would benefit from these words as well. And if you'd like to work with me directly on a one-on-one basis for personal or professional coaching, then please visit mazara.co and find out how. And just because you're a listener of this podcast, when you speak to one of the members from our team, let them know that 4AM Motivation sent you, and you'll receive an extra 15% off. We look forward to hearing from you and supporting you on your growth journey.